whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Ballad Dance Live podcast. And this is our mini-series, Student Voices, reminding that all of us remain being students, no matter how long we dance, no matter how many hours or days of the week we practice, and if it's our profession or just a side hobby. We all remain being students. And today we have a very cool conversation with Priyanka, one of the members of the Young Dance Club, discussing online and in-person classes and how different they are and how the transition may be sometimes not um, that much straightforward or easy but all of us faced the necessity of at least trying to tap into online classes online teaching during last few years so i think this this will be valuable for both students who may be struggling or considering to switch from in-person to online classes, or maybe not switch, but to add online component, but also for teachers who are in the teaching and producing online classes world to hear the perspective of students and how it is uh, for them to experience this different method of studying dance. Also, this is our closing final episode of this uh, Uh, At least this chunk of this series, Student Voices, I told you that it will be mini, temporary mini-series. So I am um, excited to announce that this chapter is also coming to an end. I'm sure at some point in the future I'll come back to this kind of interviews and different kind of conversations. And on this note, I actually want to ask you to let me know how you feel about this type of episodes and interviews. Uh, Did it help? Did it inspire? Did you take anything new? Was it relatable? Were you excited to hear different format of the podcast? Uh, Let me know. I really highly appreciate hearing your feedback so that I know how in the future approach and maybe come up with something new or maybe repeat just the way we did this time, this series. But hearing back from you is always uh, cool, valuable, and very inspiring and motivating for me. So on this note, let's dive into our today's uh, interview, our today's conversation. And I wish you good luck with both your in-person and online classes. Hello, dear Priyanka. I'm so happy to talk to you today and finding time to chat about dance and about your dance experience. Yes, me too. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be a really great conversation. Um, but actually, before we start talking about dance, I would like to ask you, can you uh, tell me a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? What's your main activity? What are you doing? Like, is it related to dance? Is it something completely different? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I am from Florida um, in the United States. Um, I live in Orlando, so like close to like Disney World and all of the theme parks there. Um, 
and I am a social media manager. Um, I actually switched careers a few years ago. I used to work um, in fashion on like the buying side, um, but then a couple years ago, I'm still in fashion, but decided to switch like what part of fashion I'm in. So now I work in social media, um, and I work for a fashion designer um, who's based in New York, and then I work from home um, in Florida. But it's really cool because dance um, is also connected um, to our fashion because my designer also used to be a belly dancer. So we like, so I I feel like even in my career, like dance has always like followed me. Um, so yes, and I'm in Florida. Um, I still like dance. I perform a little bit. Um, before the pandemic, I used to do like um, some gigs at Universal for like their private parties. Um, but again, because of the pandemic, haven't really been dancing so much. So the social media is my main my main gig now. <laughs> That's so cool and so exciting because for many dancers, they're kind of struggling how to deal with social media. So maybe you're a person for them to ask some questions. And I also know that you are big on um, like makeup stuff. Yeah. So I'm also like trying to become like a makeup artist. Like I really enjoy like body painting and I'm exploring. Um, I've always been into makeup, but I've never really like actually sat down and like allowed myself to like create looks and everything. So since the pandemic, since I have more time, I've like invested in like a camera and like new products and just like experimenting with like what works. I don't know if I want to like make anything from it. It's like a hobby that I just really enjoy like posting like new looks and like creating. So that's like my happy space. So not sure if I'm going to like become like a paid makeup artist or anything, but it's it's definitely really fun for me to like work on those things. Oh, so, but your makeup like is really impressive. I was looking on your Instagram feed, like so many cool, interesting looks and things. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really uh, talent and passion and creativity. And uh, are you in terms of like, maybe trying or thinking about possibly um, not maybe work as a professional makeup artist, but become a like, you know, makeup influencer, beauty influencer? Is it something on your mind? Because you're also dealing with social media and your work too. Yeah, I think it's on my mind for 2022. I still have to work, like write down my goals for this year and everything. So I think I think my goal is to work with at least one brand this year and see how I like it. Because so far, I haven't really done anything like paid or influencer type on Instagram. So I would like to try this year. And if it doesn't stress me out too much, then I think I would like I would like to continue it because yeah, it's it's really fun creating. And like, I love seeing like other influencers like work with brands and do all their cool looks. So I would like to try and see how it goes. So that's my goal. Have you done any looks or tutorials for belly dance makeups? Uh, not specifically, but what I end up doing is if I do my makeup for like a belly dance like video or like a shoot, I will like make a video, but I don't like say this is for like belly dance, but I think that's a good idea. I think I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Something else for 2022 to do. <laughs> so speaking of dance, how did you got involved and how did everything start for you? Yeah, so I, um, in high school, actually, so I had never really danced before high school, like, I would just, like, you know, do my own thing with 
family, but I never took classes or anything. And in high school, um, all of the kids were um, required to take one type of art class. Um, and I had always been interested in dance, so I decided to take that. And my teacher had told all of the students that you have to study any form of dance you want, but you have to study something outside of class. Um, and at the time, I think I was around like 15, 14 or 15. So I was a little too old to start taking like contemporary and ballet classes. Like most of the classes in my area were just geared towards younger kids. They weren't really accepting older kids with no experience. Um, and the Bollywood classes were too far away from where I was. They were like an hour and a half one way driving and it, their classes were like almost every night. So it was a little too much for us to do that. Um, but my mom had a friend who was a belly dancer um, and she offered, she was just doing community classes like in our town. And so she offered to like, like teach me um, and also do like private lessons with me to like fit our schedule. So that's how I started in high school. Um, and I did it all. And then I went to college and there was also um, a belly dance troupe there. So I took classes with them and then I auditioned to be on their performance troupe. So my entire college career was like also spent dancing with them, which is amazing. Uh, and then when I started working, um, I had to take a break for a few years because it was my first job and I was working like 70 hours a week and just didn't have the time to, to commit to dance. So I had to take a break for a little bit, but I always felt like my body just always felt like wrong for not dancing. Like there was always like this pull. Um, so that was like kind of my start was like through high school. And you also did not just classical ballet dance, but tribal fusion, correct? Yes. Yeah, so the tribal fusion came actually. So after my first job, I, my second job was in New York City. So I had moved there and I lived there for a couple years. And that's how I got connected more with um, dancers. So I made it a point, like as soon as I moved within the first week of like me being in New York, I found classes. Um, and so I started taking classes um, like locally in my neighborhood and the instructor did Salon Poor style. So that's how I learned that. And and she connected me to another school in New York, and that's where the tribal fusion um, stuff like that I started learning there. Um, so while I was in New York, I was also studying with like two different schools, and that's what I feel like I call that my training period because I was going to classes like at least four to six hours a week, class practicing on my own, um, and I was doing a lot of like the Hofla performances and like really like studying and like. It was at that point it had become my goal to like be like do dance like even if it's not professionally but like I'm going to treat it like professionally like I'm going to train and make sure I'm constantly learning and practicing um so yeah that's where the tribal um study began was in New York how was the experience of uh, trying to learn basically two different styles they're very similar which is sometimes even trickier because they're similar but they're different so for you like actually studying them training uh, like training the bass uh, at the same time simultaneously in both styles. Uh, was it difficult or was it easy? Um, I think some parts were difficult. When I was practicing like every day, it was a little bit easier because I felt like my brain would like switch from one to another. Um, now that I like don't practice both styles like every single day, like I can feel like Sometimes like my brain like goes into tribal mode when I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> traditional and like vice versa. So I definitely think like practicing every day. And ha I also think having instructors to work with who were doing like the different styles made it easier because 
I think when you're studying on your own, like everything is kind of like one in your brain versus when you're studying with a teacher, like you can see like, okay, I see this teacher, my brain immediately goes into the mode for this teacher and this teacher. So I think in the moment it was a little easier, but I think it's, it's a little more challenging now. And uh, now like I still practice in training like in both styles or you shift your focus from one to another or maybe for something third completely different. So I think now I've shifted my focus more towards traditional because I feel like while I was in New York, like I didn't get a chance to study like traditional as much as I wanted to because it started that way. But then by the time like, um, like I was getting ready to like leave New York, I had kind of almost switched like 75% into like tribal. So now I would like to focus a little bit more like on the traditional. Um, I have um, spent a little bit of time also learning ATS, um, which is American tribal style. So it's like the improv um, version, but that's more so um, I've actually used that more for like, uh, like training and mobility because I noticed when I started learning ATS, it was helping to loosen up my shoulders a little bit. So I have used like, I use dance for exercise a lot. So that was like one thing that I started to do and I helped it was like helping my shoulders and like my neck mobility as well. Um, so yeah, but I think mostly like I'm focused on the traditional and again, it's because I didn't get to spend as much time with that and I have found you, which I love this platform so much and it made it so much easier to study like the more traditional style. And how does your training looks like right now? Because you're now in Florida and you, like, of course, you, you told about, like, sort of beginning or, like, mid part of your so far dance story, like how you train, like, four to six times going to dance studio with teacher training on your own. But, like, now how, is, how does it look for you? Yeah, so it's definitely not as intense as I, as I was in New York. Um, I've also added, like, regular working out to like my schedule so usually my training like I will do like um like your videos like um about four I'd say about four days a week is what I've been able to do um and then I also have like um like a workout schedule so like 30 minutes of working out three times a week and then 45 minutes of mobility training twice a week and then I dance about four to five days a week usually between like 30 minutes to an hour um, sometimes it's a little bit less, like if I can't like get to it, but I've been relying like heavily on your videos to make sure that I'm like work, like I have something to like work on. Cause I think for me, like the hardest thing about training by yourself is like coming up with like the curriculum, so to speak. Right. Like, cause I feel like for me, like I'll just dance whatever I know and whatever I like, because that's, what's fun. So it's hard to challenge yourself. So I've really been using like the Yana dance platform to like challenge myself and make sure I'm getting like a, like a well-rounded, like training experience, like on a weekly basis. Uh, yeah. And you also mentioned that you added working out and mobility training. Can you clarify, because for some people it may be like even confusing, like what do you mean like mobility training and what kind of working out you are doing specifically? Yeah, so I actually found um, this South Asian um, fitness instructor like through Instagram actually, and she has a program. Um, it's I like her program because she's a gymnast and also is an ex-dancer, so she gears her workouts and mobility like for people who are interested in like like being gymnasts and dancers and everything. So her workouts um, are mostly strength and cardio training, but she combines like everything together. So it's like one 30 minute workout where you do weights, 
um, a little bit of cardio and um, there's some like body weights in there too, but it's mostly like to make you like stronger and faster. Um, and then the mobility side is it's not just flexibility where you're working like like splits, for instance, like it's working on like the, the range of your joints. So like, especially like for dancers, like if you have tight shoulders, like it's going to be hard for you to do like snake arms and to do any kind of arm movements if your back, you know, and your shoulders are tight. So this program really helps to like increase your range of motion, like throughout your body, not just like working on splits or like, you know, any like crazy thing it's really just to increase like your range of motion which has been amazing like for dance i think does it include also working on like deep tissue releases something like that too? um not really um so this is like a it's a three-month program that she recommends to repeat like twice um so there hasn't gotten into like deep tissue work or anything um i should look into if she has a program like that though yeah it just for me it was a recent discovery like i got a lot to into uh, mobility and flexibility, but not flexibility in terms of splits or back bend. It's exactly mm -hmm. in like seeing which muscles uh, restrict, not and not only muscles. That's the confusion that a lot of dancers we kind of talk always about the physicality or training, but we don't always have full understanding that sometimes what restricts is not even the muscle or joint. It's sometimes the tissue that for whatever reason got tensed and it like restrict you from like stretching muscles or like developing like general ability. So I was just curious like for you, but yeah, that's something definitely like uh, uh, also to look into and to add. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool to know. Yeah, I'm still really new to like the fitness and mobility. So I'm like, I'm almost at the point where I'm almost done with the second repeat of this program. So I'm really glad this, this came at the perfect time. So now mm -hmm. I know what to do next. <laughs> And it also sounds that you're practicing a lot on your own right now. So you are only relying on like on online video classes, or are you still taking some in-person classes somewhere? Um, so I have started taking in-person classes um, kind of like at the middle of last year, uh, last year 2021. Um, but I've only been doing um, sword classes with this studio. Um, when I moved to Florida, I was going to... Um, I, I started off at one studio, um, but the level was a little a little too beginners for me, so I was recommended to another studio. So I had started with them, but again, pandemic, I stopped going. It's also kind of far from where I live, so I did like their virtual classes for a little bit, but it was mostly focused on their sword class. And for you, like because you had very intense experience of taking classes in person, like four to six times per week. And then switching almost fully to online learning. How was the transition like? Was it easy, difficult to incorporate the video and online classes into your training? Did it feel different? <laughs> yeah, so I actually struggled a lot in the beginning because I, like you said, like I'm so used to being in a studio and like having a teacher that I can see and starting to dance at home as my studio was very, very challenging for me. And like, it was hard for me to stay focused because I didn't have, so I didn't have a lot of space like in my area. So I had to just like clear out like a little corner and just have like my desk there and not having like a full length mirror, I think really like discouraged me because I'm so used to just like getting like immediate feedback. Like I have a full length mirror and I can see like, okay, I don't look like my teacher. I need to fix this, this, and this. And so not having that was a huge challenge. 
And then when I started with Yana Dance, like, like recording yourself was the way that you like that became like your mirror and it was very uncomfortable to do that and so I think I resisted for a while just like okay I'll go back to class like it's gonna open up soon I could go back to class and then I think after like the first initial shock of like having to video myself like wore off and just continuing to remind myself like it's not about perfection like this is just my mirror it is not to show that I'm a bad dancer. It is literally just a way for me to see what I'm doing. And it's an opportunity for me to get, just correct myself the exact same way that I would with a mirror. And it, it took a few, I would say it took me at least four or five months of like online learning to like understanding, like get the groove. And sometimes I still struggle with it. So I will sometimes do my dance practice at night when I can see my reflection uh -huh, in the yeah. window or the TV or something. Um, but it, the, I think the first four or five months was a really big challenge to, to switch from in-person to online learning. Mm, yeah, that's the different, big, biggest difference between having it like uh, as a distance learning that you can do it on your own schedule or getting immediate feedback from teacher or mirror. But in terms of your struggle, like it's very interesting to hear like video recording as a struggle because I'm a big uh, fan of self-video recording. You probably know it already. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, it's not a substitute for practicing in front of mirror. It's like mm -hmm. you're practicing different things. When you're practicing mirror, I feel it's more for drilling and controlling in the moment. Like, okay, does this keep drop goes in the correct direction or not rather than a video recording it's more analyzing things that you cannot see in the mirror sometimes slightly from the side that you're not looking always in the mirror and doing choreography you feel one way you catch some things but a video recording it's like a self-check and a tool to identify which spots needs further drilling and practicing which you will do in front of mirror and that's really cool that you are finding solutions because I like without travels we move for so often and very often we don't I don't have mirror where I live so yes uh, video screen any kind big TV or computer sometimes like putting a camera on like self-recording but without even recording just like to have like immediate uh, uh, reflection on the screen or using any kind of glass uh, of windows or glass walls or anything like that that can give some reflection in the evening or super early like morning depends like uh, the time zone and, and times you wake up that's very helpful and I'm very happy to hear that you um, you incorporated basically both options like is it still that big struggle like how do you now approach videos because I heard you are saying a lot like okay you have to remind yourself that video recording is not like to self-criticize or like to say that or to show you that you like not too good enough dance or anything like that so you probably had a little bit of struggle you see like first videos of practice like self-recording how is it now for you? It's so much easier. It's so, so much easier. And I think just the constant reminder of like, it's okay. Like, I still have my mirror. This is just another way of like seeing myself. It has gotten so much easier for me to see myself on video. I think that's from like practicing like I've, I've been able to, like you said, like see it more like a tool now. And I really think a lot of that comes from like being with the Anna Dance Club and having like 
you know, like the only way you see us is if we send you a video. So I think like it's gotten so much easier and like I don't feel as afraid now. Like I, I just see it like, okay, this is another tool. And some, I think in the beginning, I also felt like, oh, I need to look perfect. Like my makeup and hair, like everything needs to be done. And like now I just feel like, you know what, it's okay. Like I don't have to like it's like practice, right? Like I'm not submitting like a fancy video, like to, to like a judge or anything, you know, like this is like for my practice. So I think making that distinction of like, this is practice versus this is like final performance has like really helped. So it's gotten a lot easier, I think, like to, to take videos. Yeah, and I am making you take videos, not only for me to see or give feedback, I actually find it valuable too, like for uh, for everyone, for all dancers when they want to do guys, because I keep repeating at the end of this club, it's not only about following my guidance, it's about also developing the skill of self-guided uh, dance journey and dance training. Because one thing is that Yana says, another thing is that you know what you need to practice. And video recording, it's not only for submitting like to me, it's also for you to see because that, uh, uh, first of all, it can encourage because you do see progress if you let yourself see not just closing eyes and only see the like mistakes or what imperfections that but there is always a progress and sometimes it's cool to go back to videos like from even three four months ago and it's like oh wow that's that was different but also seeing the blank spots like oh i didn't realize like i don't know like my arms are like too far to realize during this move or like this transition is not good like so it's a uh, and it also encourages when you know that you need to video record yourself even when you're not going to post it it just, I don't know, activates something in you and you actually work harder, like you, you try better. <laughs> I don't know if it's for you the same. <laughs> and it's not about visual look or makeup or hair, it's like physical, dance-wise, you're putting more energy into movement. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like the camera is like my audience, so I have to like work with the camera as if I would like work with my audience. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely awakens the performer in you. <laughs> that's cool. That, that's, that's the whole point. So speaking about Yandan's club, how do you incorporate it in your training? Like what are the, I don't know, maybe you have favorite uh, type of programs or piece of content, like how do you use it in your training? Yeah, so I um, I follow like our weekly like guided um, drills. Um, so usually that's like my like base like for the training and then if I feel like I want to I've been reviewing a lot of the basics lately too so like I will do like the drills and then I will go back to like the A to Z program and like kind of look at some of those videos and just because I, I think like it's nice to just work on like one specific movement as well and just continue to drill that way um so that's how like yeah so I'll do like the like the weekly um suggested videos and then um if I have time this and it like the past two months have been really, really nuts. And I haven't been able to commit as much time. Um, but I would try to like review like a basic like A to Z video. Um, and while these past two months have been like a little busy, I've really enjoyed like rewatching some of the lectures, um, especially from when so when we were doing the drum solo um, intensive, I kind of went back and listened to like some of the videos from our um, rhythms intensive just and kind of like not really like dancing with it but just having it in the background as like a refresher and like trying like paying attention like while, while I'm doing that um, but I found that like that was really helpful to like go back and like review um, there and I absolutely love that like anything that we've done is like 
accessible like in the program so like it was really easy to like go back to the rhythms intensive and like review the basic beats and like have that as like the same time as like we're working on like the drum solos mm. oh, that's good to know like because i feel sometimes that these days intensives like they kind of overtook the whole intention of the club although originally it was just about technique drills and choreographies and although i'm trying to add like i feel like yana's club needs like a toolbox like these are different tools, and uh, I'm adding this intensive, like this, what I call current intensive. The idea is to add extra motivation to keep it consistent on top of the like uh, practice always, and also have like this back and forth, like the different videos, like different feedback, etc. But at the same time, it's not just about current intensive. It's more about like different tools, and I believe that every dance, especially because. We are all at different levels and different stages of dance uh, journey here, and everyone will have their own different needs. So that was uh, uh, like also important to me to make sure that it's clear, like, okay, it's guided, but it's also available to be self-guided. So you choose uh, what you want to do, and, uh, and the participating group activities, you just go and do completely something on your own, or go back and refresh, because Dance, developing dance skills, both uh, theory, let's say, knowledge skills and the practical skills, it's always about repetition and repression. And it's great that you're reviewing basics. Like, I remember quite a long time ago, but it still was, I was already a professional dancer. And for me, it was an interesting discovery that even professional dancers whom I admire, whom I take classes from, they go and review basic Maya or like basic Shimi and they do it something on a regular basis because that's the only way to improve if you're trying to work on the difficult tricks but you're not improving the base the level doesn't go really anywhere but if you improve mm -hmm. the base then it's easier even to conquer some difficult like, you know, combos or difficult tricks so that's really cool that you're going to A to Z course and combining it with the uh, technique drills and, um, and sometimes trying to give like a little cue like on the members area page, like which uh, aspect or lectures from A to Z would be put to review related to the drills, but it's great that you're also doing it on your own. So really yeah. happy to be here. Yeah, I also really appreciate that you mentioned like um, under like the weekly suggested drills, like you do have like pieces like maybe there's a podcast there or like another video of like sub like kind of like supplemental like I do think that's helpful too because like I was saying earlier sometimes it's like it's hard to like guide yourself and have a plan so I think it's really nice that like there is always like suggested things to do outside but then like you said like it is a toolbox so like if someone says use like the screwdriver but you found another one that you want like you can go and get that screwdriver and like it it's really like you can customize it like to what works for you and like what your what works with your schedule too. Mm. And uh, coming back to dance, like in general, I'm curious to know, like you were doing dance for, for how many years, by the way? Um, I think it's been about eleven or twelve years now. Yeah. With some breaks and with some breaks in between, but yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. How do you feel? belly dance enriches your life oh it I feel like belly dance is my life <laughs> like I, yeah I've always ever since I like 
I might, so my mom used to um, get like VHS videos of belly dance, like when I was really young, and that was my first like exposure to belly dance. And since like watching those videos as like a seven or eight year old, I've just been in love with the dance form. And I think the older I've gotten, the more I've learned. And like, I think belly dance is one of those um, forms of dance that you never stop learning. And it's so exciting. Like, I feel like I can dance till I'm 100 and I will still learn something new and I will still be excited about it. So I feel like if, if this is Priyanka, belly dance is like right here. Like, uh, it's like, it's a part of me. And I've, I've had like, I've gone through periods where I'm like, oh, I just don't feel like belly dancing, but I always come back to it. And there's never been another dance form that has excited and inspired me so much as belly dance has. And I think I think the way I started with it was such a welcoming space because I, I was mentioning like no other dance form at the time really like felt accepting in the moment. Belly dance was the one that like took me as I was and gave me the tools to be more confident in life and to learn that I can I can move my body and I can dance without having to have started when I was you know one two three years old like you can start whenever because it's, it was, it felt like a form of self-expression. So I think in my entire life, like anytime I've gone through anything, like dance, belly dance has always been there, like to support me and to like be, be the hug that I need or be the best friend. And yeah, I just, I'm so in love with the dance floor. <laughs> mm, Do you have any dance dreams or maybe goals now that you're working towards? Yeah, I would love I would love to be a professional dancer. And I think like my goal has always been um, to do theater performances. So I was always really inspired, especially in New York, because a lot of the performances I did were like in theater art spaces and they were very like like very art driven. Um, and I've seen so many cool ways where belly dance like fusion has been incorporated into like you know, theater performances. So that has always inspired me. Um, and since I moved to Florida, like I had done like a few gigs, like for Universal, I, I still really like doing that. But I think my ultimate dream is to be like part of a, a theater production, like for belly dance. Oh, wow. That's cool. And uh, hopefully uh, more spaces are opening up these days and more opportunities show up. But uh, uh, it's definitely a cool uh, dream and work towards it and it can always consist of different segments and different elements and one of the big ones is training that you are definitely doing your best <laughs> to, to get to it so good luck with it i wish you all the best and hope to see you on theater stage many 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 times in the future <laughs> and not only performing and showcasing your dance talent but also presenting your makeup talent <laughs> and hopefully sharing everything on social media <laughs> yes thank you so much i'm very excited and the Anna dance club has like really taken me like off and i'm so happy that i found your program and like yeah this I don't even remember. I think it's probably been a little over a year now, but it's it's been an incredible journey. So thank you so much too for everything that you do. Like I'm always, always inspired by you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. 
And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free.